next question, you know, what are some fundamental things you need to have in place to have a successful group home? Oh, fundamental things. You, ha you have to, first and foremost, you, you have to have some type of policies and procedures set up. You have to have guidelines because you, it is imperative that you stick to regulations. Um, there are a lot of regulations and it depends on the state, city, county, things like that. But really that is the most important thing. If you stick to your, your policies and your guidelines and all the regulations, um, you know, that's gonna be your foundation. That's like a must, you can't get around that, <laughs> you know? And then you want to have um, good employees, you know, a good structure of people um, set up as far as your BHP, which is like your behavioral health professional, which is gonna be like a licensed social worker, stuff like that. So you have to have the right people in place and those people have to be um, flexible because in this type of business, dealing with people with mental health, you have to have a lot of flexibility. It's not gonna be the same every day. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be, you know, sporadic. It's gonna be, you know, all kinds of things happening. And you're gonna have to have people on your team that can handle those situations. So really, and you know, I would say the third most important thing is you have to have the funds <laughs> because me, myself, I don't do private pay. So I have to wait for reimbursement in order to, you know, run my business. So you are going to have some type of, you know, you have to have some type of funding. You know, I recommend that now. I was a cash person when I started this business. Um, I don't recommend that so much now for people. <laughs> get you some funding, get you, you know, some backers. With us, we were all cash, you know, oh. savings, money we work for and things like that. And it, it, it makes for a rough uh, beginning. So um, I would say have your policies set, some SOPs, you don't know what that is those are standard standard operating procedures you need to have those set and then have you a good team and have some money those are the three most important things <laughs> everything else you can kind of <laughs> you know for they go through but no, yeah those three you gotta have <laughs> oh no that's oh um, that's definitely well said and that just um lead me to ask, you know, what are some of the challenges, you know, people can expect to come with owning a group home? I would say ch challenges as far as um, if you are licensed group home and really I deal with unlicensed and licensed. When I say unlicensed, I'm saying like people that want to set up homes and have people come in and pay them, you know, out of pocket. So I have helped people do that. I don't do any of that. I strictly get money from the state and things like that. So with that challenges is, um, how, how, how would I put this? Um, 
you you gotta be on point. The state can come in at any time and shut you down. So wow. you have to you have to stick to the regulations. They can come in on one incident or one complaint or you know or you might do something that you you know you don't think is a big thing as far as having I'll give you an example. A lot of people don't know in behavioral health homes in Arizona, you cannot have poles in your closet. You know the poles that people hang their clothes on? Mm-hmm. That is against regulations. You cannot have a pole to where if you put something on that pole and it stays up, you're, you are out of regulation. Wow. So we just take all the poles out. But think about this. Think about somebody saying that's not a big deal. They leave the pole in there. And then you walk in one morning and somebody hung themselves on the clothing pole in the, in the closet. Nobody wow. thinks, yeah, nobody thinks about stuff like that, but that's a regulation. And, and it's, it's kind of a big thing because somebody could hang themselves in a closet, yeah. you know? So things like that, that's like the biggest challenge is keeping up on those regulations because they can change. And then a surveyor, we get surveyed like once a year, but the state can come out at any time. If they get a complaint on you, they can come out every day in a month if they, you know, if they want to. So just think if regulations change, if they come in May and the regulation change May 30th, and then they come in June and you're not up to date, you can get dinged on that, even though you didn't know, but it's your job to keep on up on regulations. So that's kind of like, our biggest challenge is to always have someone working to stay up to date, staying in contact with the state, calling the surveyor of the day, getting clarity on regulations because it's a big thing. I mean, you could you could have your whole business shut down off something. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Um, so that leaving, so I'm sure. Do you have somebody on your team that's focused on just? stay on top of these policies? Yes, we, we actually have two right now. I mean, they have other responsibilities, but that's like a, a big one. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's great. Uh, and you mentioned funding that, you know, that one thing you wish you still was like you, you use funding, like you not use all your personal savings and things of that sort. So what's some type of funding that people can get to start a group home? You can always try to go with the bank. Like I said, my walk wasn't like that. You know, we used our own money. So when people, I'm just now learning about business funding <laughs> and I'm in my fifth year because we never, we never did it. We never really had to, you know, um, once the pandemic hit, um, our CPA and people like that were like, hey, apply for the EIDL, the SBA loan, and mm -hmm. apply for PPP and stuff like that, even though they only gave us small amounts. So that was kind of like our first um, touch of funding, you know, to come in. So when it comes to that, I would say check with your local uh, um, credit union first 
because I'm big on credit unions, you know, and then check with your local bank if you have some type of uh, relationship with them. But I hear now there's like hard funders, grants. I'm going to be honest with people. What I'm hearing is unless it's like a special specific grant, grants take a long time. And it's kind of like, you got to have a great grant writer, things like that. I don't have a lot of experience, like I said, in funding. I'm just getting into it. We just got like our first uh, um, business credit card. I'm very new into, because I was using cash. I was using credit. We were generating enough cash, you know, to <laughs> basically we were making like $35,000 off of each house. So we were just like, oh, we got the money paid for it. So we were using debit cards. People, people shut, people look at me now like, what? Are you crazy? Yeah, we, I mean, that's what we knew. So, <laughs> but now it's like, it's good to use other people's money. OPM, that's the big thing now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, oh, wow. That, that's actually good, though, you know, because now that you guys do have credit, you guys can grow the business at a much faster pace um, compared mm -hmm. to just having cash. So that leads me to my next question. You know, what is the cost of having a group home, like a startup cost? Like, what is the ideal someone needs to save, you know, being the fact that funding can be difficult? I would say at least... Honestly, to have a group home, it depends on what you have access to. Like if you are someone that have no experience, you have to pay for all your um, employees. You don't have, you know, I'm saying like you haven't built relationships or you don't have family that are social workers or um, nurse practitioners or things like that. I would say a hundred thousand <laughs> really just to be comfortable minimum a hundred thousand because you have to have that house you have to get that house up and running i mean you have to have that house like it's running mm -hmm. before the state even comes out so you have to have a house fully furnished utilities on cable on tv in there phone line on everything in there to where when they come to survey you, everything is there, like you already have a client. Wow. So in order to do that, who knows when the state's come, gonna come out? I mean, we've had to wait on the state as, as long as nine months to come out to a house. We still had to pay that mortgage, pay those utilities, you get what I'm saying? So yeah. that was nine months with no, no client in the house and wow. but we still had to pay those bills we still had to pay the lawn guy to come out we still had to pay him to trim the trees it was we still had to do all of that and so um that's one thing that people have to think about when you do a group home like us personally when we did our group home we started our business in march of 2017 we did not get our first client until the end of January, 2018, our wow. first client. So by that time, we were 
um, if I remember right, we were into it about 47 grand where we had renovated the house, paid the down payment and we rented our first house. You can rent homes. So we rented our first house and the woman wanted uh, 10,000 down wow. and $2,500 a month. Wow. Cause we, our credit was bad, you know, we had cash. So it was like, okay, let's pay it. I mean, am I glad? We, you know, am I upset that we had to pay that much? Now, no, because <laughs> I have a successful business. I yeah. made the sacrifice I needed to, you know? So when I tell people my advice, a hundred grand or at least access to a hundred grand, you know, even if that's through funding or whatever, you're, you're going to need money to, to carry that house until you get reimbursement and reimbursement initially it may take you 90 days to get reimbursed. So yeah, wow. so you, you need some money. <laughs> wow, that, that is a lot.